0: Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Connie. Today is Thursday, August 03, RD 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. For those venturing out in Riverside today, prepare for a high of 94.6 degrees, with a low settling at 79.4 tonight. Now let's get straight into the heart of today's top stories. We've got updates on former President Donald Trump's indictment case for conspiracy and obstruction in an attempt to overturn election results. In automaker news, Hyundai and Kia have recalled nearly 92,000 vehicles in the U.S. due to a potential fire risk, a move that has sparked concern among drivers nationwide. Turning to economic developments. The Bank of England has raised its key interest rate to 5.25% in a fierce bid to tackle a persisting inflation crisis. And finally, in a lighter tangent, we're delving into a delightful tale of our furry friends. We'll look at how interacting with dogs can significantly boost your overall health and well-being. Stay tuned for the deep dive on these stories and more, right here on Alex's News. We begin today with a notable development on the legal front involving former President Donald Trump. Multiple sources, including those from Time, Politico, People, ABC News, and Bloomberg News, are reporting that an indictment has been issued against Trump regarding his attempts to overturn the 2020 presidential election result. My colleague, Elias, has been following this story closely. Elias, can you tell us more about the charges against Trump?
1: Absolutely Connie, the indictment, presided over by special counsel Jack Smith from the Department of Justice, levies four key charges against the former president. The first charge is a conspiracy to defraud the United States, followed by a charge of conspiracy to obstruct an official proceeding. The other two charges are obstruction of an official proceeding and conspiracy against rights, but legal experts do suggest that proving these allegations may be difficult, as Trump could argue his actions were a part of his First Amendment right to free speech.
0: That's interesting, Elias. But it seems Trump was not acting alone. Can you tell us about the co-conspirators mentioned in the indictment?
1: Indeed, Connie, the indictment refers to six other individuals, while not formally named, who allegedly aided Trump. Such as Rudy Giuliani, Trump's personal attorney, accused of spreading knowingly false claims of voter fraud and pushing strategies to overturn the election results. Other suspected co-conspirators include conservative lawyer John Eastman, former federal prosecutor Sidney Powell, and mid-level Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark. There is also experienced appellate attorney Kenneth Chesbro and an unidentified political consultant. Now remember, none of these individuals are formally indicted yet. They are mentioned in Trump's indictment to provide context to the charges.
0: It sounds like there are some significant players involved here. Does the indictment offer any additional or new insights, Elias?
1: Yes, it does, Connie. The indictment discloses some new information not previously available from the House January 6th Select Committee or revealed in prior court battles. A few key revelations include Trump offering the position of acting attorney general to Jeffrey Clark, a warning from Pat Philbin to Clark about potential riots if they attempted to stay in power past Joe Biden's inauguration, and Vice President Mike Pence's detailed notes of his conversations with Trump leading up to January 6th.
0: That's quite a bit to unpack. But the indictment seems to leave some questions unanswered. Do we have any insight as to why certain details are missing?
1: Good point, Connie. What's not in this indictment also raises questions. There is no mention of the organization and financing of Trump's January 6th rally, how Trump considered seizing voting machines, or any links between Trump and extremist groups involved in the Capitol attack. The omission of these details raises queries about the scope of this indictment and indicates that there's a lot more ground to cover in this ongoing investigation.
0: So, Elias, what kind of impact will this indictment have? What's the broader implication here?
1: This indictment is the first criminal attempt to hold Trump accountable for his actions between Election Day and January 6th, when the Capitol riot occurred. So it's a critical milestone in the ongoing investigation. But it's yet to be seen whether these charges will either lead to a conviction or any significant political consequence.
0: Thank you, Elias. That's a fascinating discussion, and it's a story we'll continue to watch closely. Our next story also has a consumer safety element to it that you'll want to know about, whether you own a Hyundai or Kia vehicle or know someone who does. Grace, what's the latest on this one?
2: That's right, Connie. Hyundai and Kia have just announced a rather concerning recall on nearly 92,000 vehicles right here in the USA. The vehicles in question have a fire risk issue, the root of which seems to be an electronic controller in the oil pump.
0: That sounds quite serious. Mind elaborating on what's exactly causing this fire risk?
2: Indeed, Connie. According to reports from U.S. safety regulators, these vehicles may carry a capacitor that was damaged during production. This damaged capacitor, present on a circuit board in the oil pump assembly, could lead to a short circuit, which, as we know, is quite a significant fire hazard.
0: Absolutely. It's good to know that safety regulators are looking
2: out for these issues. Can you tell us which vehicles have been caught up in this recall? There's quite a list from Hyundai. We have the Palisades, Tucson, Sonata, Elantra, and Kona. From Kia, the Soul, Sportage, and Seltos are included in this recall. Although the specific models haven't been explicitly stated, the cars from the 2023 and 2024 production years are speculated to be at risk.
0: Wow, that's quite a few models. But let's talk about the recall itself a bit. What should owners of these vehicles
2: do? great question hyundai and kia are urging owners to park their recalled vehicles outside and away from structures until they can be repaired they're taking this seriously in fact dealerships will inspect and replace the oil pump controller if necessary and owners of these vehicles can expect official notifications by letter hyundai owners from september 25th and kia owners from september 28th have there been any incidents so far related to this defect Hyundai and Kia have reported incidents of melting components linked to the electronic controller in the oil pump, but luckily there have been no reports of fires or injuries up to this point.
0: That still sounds alarming. Considering the scale of the recall, it seems this could have a
2: significant impact on the
0: two companies. Can we expect any broader consequences?
2: Given the substantial number of vehicles affected, we can certainly anticipate not only a cost implication for both Hyundai and Kia, but also a potential brand reputation hit as they struggle to handle this large-scale recall. It's a situation that they undoubtedly hope to quickly contain and rectify. Thanks for the detailed
0: report, Grace. Let's hope the companies manage to resolve the issue promptly for the safety of their
2: customers. Certainly, Connie. It's always paramount that these types of safety issues are handled swiftly and effectively.
0: Moving on to our third story of today, we're shifting focus to the financial markets as the Bank of England, or BOE, has made an impactful decision. They've raised their key interest rate to 5.25%, the highest level we've seen in 15 years. Ethan, you've been following this closely. Can you take us through this situation?
3: Certainly, Connie, this is a major move, and quite different from the U.S. Federal Reserve and the European Central Bank. The BOE didn't signal that this round of rate hikes is concluding. They're aiming to bring inflation back to their 2% target. Now, for context, the U.K.'s inflation rate hit an annual high of 11.1% in 2022, which is pretty far from the target.
0: So when is the BOE expecting inflation to get back to this target?
3: The central bank has said it doesn't anticipate that inflation will return to its target until the second quarter of 2025. They've even forecasted minimal economic growth for the next few years, with rates of 0.5% expansions in 2023 and 2024, and only 0.25% in 2025. They also expect unemployment to rise to about 4.8% by late 2025.
0: What's been the impact on the housing market so far,
3: Ethan? Well, Connie, the situation is of significant concern, especially when you think about the fact that mortgage costs have now reached their highest level since 2008. That's led to a noticeable decline in housing investment. The ripple effects of these higher rates are expected to be felt heavily by households. Particularly, those due to face an increase in mortgage repayments as around 2.5 million mortgage deals are set to expire by the end of next year.
0: That's a lot of deals set to expire. Let's touch on the broader implications. Ethan, what does this mean for the UK economy? Are economists predicting further rate hikes?
3: Well, according to a poll by Reuters, economists believe that the BO interest rates will peak at 5.75% later this year. The forecasted inflation rate by the end of this year is about 4.9%. Many economists attribute the UK's higher inflation to Brexit-related trade disruptions and the BO's slower response in raising interest rates.
0: And lastly, while we know there might be an unemployment rise, the BOE thinks the British economy will avoid a recession. Should we be confident about this?
3: There's a bit of a mix here, Connie. On one hand, we do have a robust institution like the BOE expressing this belief. But on the other hand, we've got some serious concerns, like the combination of high inflation, low economic growth forecast, and higher mortgage costs. It's really a situation that we need to keep a close eye on.
0: Thank you, Ethan, for those insights. We'll continue monitoring the situation. Coming up, our fourth story. Stay with us. We're now moving to our final story of the day. It seems like our furry best friends are doing more for us than just looking cute and making us laugh. Chloe, you've been researching the effects of human interaction with dogs on our well-being. What have you
4: found? absolutely connie according to various reports from npr and kvcr news it turns out that even simple interactions with dogs can have profound impacts on our health just spending between 5 to 20 minutes with dogs can lead to significant decreases in our stress hormones and as a result enhances our overall well-being this happens due to the release of oxytocin fondly called the feel-good hormone during these interactions
0: that's interesting so it's not just the joy we feel in the moment, there are also direct physical benefits?
4: Exactly. In fact, petting dogs promotes relaxation and calms us, reducing stress levels, and lowering our blood pressure. Furthermore, people owning dogs tend to be more physically active, for instance by walking their dogs or playing fetch, which contributes to an overall better fitness level. Health benefits from the increased physical activity can include weight control and reduced risk for various health issues. Right. And as far as I understand, there are also mental health benefits? You're right, Connie. Dogs offer companionship, a sense of connection and fulfillment, which all boost our mental well-being. They provide emotional support and comfort that can actually have long-lasting positive effects on our mental health. Are there any other notable elements from these findings? Definitely, Connie. It's worth mentioning that these studies have been continually supported by organizations such as the National Institutes of Health and the Waltham Pet Care Science Institute, so we're continually learning more and more. For example, Megan Muller from Tufts University suggested that dogs can help us live more in the moment and pay more attention to our surroundings, creating an atmosphere of relaxation and focus. So, are there any possible implications of these findings? Well, it's crucial to consider the individual differences in regards to pet interactions. Not everyone might experience these benefits due to personal preferences and circumstances. Also, dog ownership doesn't always guarantee improved health outcomes, the results and studies have been mixed. However, the general trend does show that interactions with dogs reduce stress, enhance cognitive functioning and overall well-being.
0: Sounds amazing. It seems like our four-legged friends are offering us far more than just companionship.
4: Absolutely, Connie. Dogs have a unique bond with humans, developed over centuries of domestication, which can lead to a beneficial relationship. And as the body of evidence keeps growing, researchers are zeroing in on the advantages these interactions can have on both physical and mental health. It's a fascinating area of study that keeps revealing new insights.
0: Indeed Chloe. Thank you for sharing this delightful bit of information. Folks, whether it's fetching, petting or simply spending downtime together, Our interactions with dogs seem to be enhancing our lives in a way science is just beginning to fully understand. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, 11 Labs, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.